0: Because they are easy, but because they are hard. Mr. Gorbachev tear down this wall. A date which will live in infamy. I still have a dream. Good night. And good luck.
1: Welcome to the One American Podcast. Matt Couch is alive.
0: I am how are, how are you? you man man i'm good i'm good it's been a uh, it's been a depressing uh, 72 to 96 hours as an american so um yeah i went out with a buddy tonight that i haven't seen in a while and uh, had some frothy beverages and talked to uh, politics women and everything that depresses men in America <laughs> and um you know it's 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 good it was good to kind of get out and you know free myself up a little bit and just kind of uh you know be normal for a change not uh, be political to an extent but uh, yeah, I've had a couple of had a couple of cold ones, so there may be a little more truth serum flowing than normal tonight.
1: That's good. I've been waiting for the right moment to take advantage of you, Matt, and it looks like <laughs> it, it looks like it, the moment it has arrived. There,
0: there's <laughs> several females in our movement who have said that same thing. I think, Jake. So that's awesome.
1: No kidding. Yeah, yeah. Uh, at what point did they start sliding into your DMs, Matt? What at what uh, n- at what number of subscribers or followers oh, did you start uh, seeing oh, people? Oh, see?
0: Only when I can benefit their fo- them growing a following. It appears. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: so, can you believe what the hell we saw happen today with uh, Biden's speech?
0: I, I, I didn't watch it. I was actually live with Colonel Rob Manning. Yeah, I remember. I speaking. Uh, we got tired of waiting uh, on the Chinese puppet to speak. So, uh, Colonel Manning and I were like, yeah, you know what, let's just go and talk about this. We don't really care what he says anyway, because it's going to be crap. And it was crap. Uh, you know, he blamed President Trump. I mean, yeah, I put out a tweet that went, ex- you know, I, I get some viral tweets, but this one took off like a Scud missile. And, uh, you know, I basically said, look, these are the same people, Chase, that were crying about, you know, killing the Iranian terrorist general, the general of Iran, who we, you know, Trump ordered the the assassination of him, took him out. He's one of the leaders of terror in the world. The same people uh, that are standing up for Biden and talking about what a great thing this Biden administration is were the same people crying about Trump's decision to take out people to stabilize the Middle East. We didn't have any wars started. We didn't have, you know, uh, troop surges. We didn't have any problems, but we did take care of business. And so for, to blame, if anyone, honest to God, if you think that Donald Trump is to blame for what's happening in Afghanistan, then you're also dumb enough to vote for Joe Biden. And so and that was a tweet.
1: I want to ask you about this because I've been thinking about this and I don't have a good answer because I'm not well versed enough on the issue to say, but how how is Biden's pullout different from what Trump was going to do? I mean, was the same thing going to happen under Trump? Like, can we just be honest and, and, and address whether or not that's true?
0: Sure, sure. No. I mean, I think the difference is, you know, I've, I've watched uh, several speeches over the weekend with Secretary Pompeo, um, you know, and, and the way that he handled himself, talking with Colonel Manus today. Um, I think the thing that mainly, you know, rings clear is that there was a precise set of uh, things that were discussed with the Taliban. It's like, look, if you cross a line, we're going to wipe you off the map. If you attack U.S. citizens, civilians, or troops, we're going to obliterate you. And there is none of that that's happening under the Biden administration. I mean, absolutely Well, he
1: said something to that effect during his speech today, but he didn't include Afghan citizens. He said, listen, if anybody crosses the line and attacks an American citizen, then it's going to be hell to pay. But I don't know. I just find that hard to believe anyway. I mean, he could have just been saying that, but... I mean, we had a situation. Did you see the video I sent you of people f- falling off of the plane?
0: I, I did. I, in fact, I need to write an article on that. I, I, we've got, it, it's just, I, I mean, like it's like a...
1: reminiscent of 9-11 when yeah. people were jumping out of the building, right? Yeah. It's like Cur- Colonel you, Afghanistan brought... is the burning building behind them.
0: Yeah, Colonel Manis brought up something because I brought that same thing up. You know, and I retweeted mm-hmm. the video that you shared. And I didn't look at it this way, but Colonel Manis, he said, now, Matt, hang on a second. He said, you have to understand the Taliban are very evil people. And they would easily climb onto, try to get on to, and try to hang on to to bring a U.S. plane down. So he said, we t- truly don't know yet from the reports if those were good guys or bad guys falling off the plane. That's a good point. So I I'd never, honest to God, hadn't looked at that scenario, but I agreed with you. It was comparable to watching the people jump out of the buildings on 9-11. I thought the exact same thing. Uh, but Colonel Manis is saying, let's hold judgment on that and let's just see who the, exactly these people were. Although the State Department has put out that there were seven people killed at the airport, uh, you know, so we know that people are dying. The alarming number to me, Chase, and I'm sure you know this, but there's we've only evacuated 500 Americans. There's 3,500 still at that damn airport. Like, we, yeah, we, it, it's it's this is a disaster. They're going to take. I mean, I've been praying. I've been trying to encourage my followers to pray. I've been talking with other pastors, uh, Sean Foyt, a great Christian, you know, singer and. You know, a guy you know, he has led us worship he's led a lot of people to Christ around the country you know he's you know he's done concerts in DC during the BLM riots he's done concerts in chop you know he's a great guy I was blessed enough to meet him in Amarillo you know and with pastor Brian Gibson and some other pastors while he was we had close to you know somewhere between 3500 and 5,000 people in the park you know so a, a great Christian you know uh, leader has been urging people for the last 24 hours to pray for what's happening in Afghanistan and I have a point to this but if this doesn't change, if people think that the Taliban are not going to take hostages, if they think they're not going to behead and execute Americans, if you think that they're going to just... Uh, right now, there is absolutely nothing that is stopping them, and they realize that. I, I don't think that they... That there's no fear right now. And then another issue, if you think that China's not taking Taiwan this week, you're under a rock.
1: You think it's going to happen that, this week? It's going
0: to happen this week. I guarantee you, they're they're going to take Taiwan quickly swiftly with i mean japan's loading up they're on high alert south korea is loading up there on high alert will they defend well the taiwanese are you know i think it's the one republic Ch- army of china which is not a chinese army but it's I think it's literally called that i don't have it in front of me but well the, you know, they, the
1: official name of taiwan is the republic of china right right that's the they, that's the legal name of the nation because taiwan's actually china and the ccp right. are the insurrectionists
0: right right it's it's, it's pretty crazy <laughs> so i mean like basically I think what's Taiwan's population 8 million something like that I think. Is that that sounds
1: about? right but I have no idea. I mean it's a tiny uh, little island. But th- but they, they do a section have of an about, island rather.
0: They do have about I think 200,000 troops. Ja- Japan is not supposed to have a standing army because of the lovely things they did in World War 1 and 2, but they're on high alert with their defense forces. South Korea is on high alert. I mean these folks are not on high alert if they don't believe that problems are coming next. And then What's not to say? You know, we already know that the Russians have been mobilizing for 18 months on the Ukrainian border, 300,000 plus Russian troops, over 3,000 tanks. The U.S. is this is an epic failure for the world, not just in Afghanistan, because a weakened United States and we've warned about this, Chase. You've warned about this. Other people, myself, other influencers, other political analysts, we've warned about this. A weakened U.S. opens the door for Russia to take the Ukraine, for China to take Taiwan, you see what's happening with the Taliban in Afghanistan. This is the absolute worst-case scenario that we thought would play out, and it's playing out.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And well, we kind of saw China tease it a little bit when they took Hong Kong prematurely. They basically called the world's <laughs> bluff.
0: Yeah, pretty much, yeah.
1: You know, yeah. It, and it's a shame. You know, it's funny. I don't know if I ever told you the story, but I I, um, uh, I, mentioned a couple times on the show that I, uh, I have an advertising agency, and at the time I had a client who was selling – hundreds of thousands of dollars worth of bicycle helmets uh every month imported from china and we were selling them with facebook and instagram ads and uh trying to cut off the exports of the bicycle helmets because they were afraid they were going to be used by the rioters in hong kong so they just totally annihilated my my client's business i mean it was and it was a seven figure a year business and it's like sorry i'm not sending bicycle helmets anymore it's like, this, that's why we can't do business with the CCP. Like, we can't negotiate with terrorists. This is ridiculous, well, you know?
0: 100%. You know, and that's the other thing too, Chase. You know, when you, when you look at everything that, that we see, uh, I think you and I have talked about this in the past on shows we've done together. Do you really think that China is going to keep shipping us their cheap steel and their cheap products if we're, in a, if we're literally in war with them or, war with, or at wartime levels with them? So this has been the whole purpose of a Donald J. Trump. You know, getting America back to being Americans, you know, having pride in American manufacturing, American exceptionalism, reopening those factories in states like Pennsylvania and New York and, and even Arkansas, where I can drive up and down and see warehouses and factories, you know, that are literally closed all across this great land. You can't compete on a global level depending on another nation for mm-hmm. everything that you get. And we have become dependent on them. Uh, we, we've chased, you know, profitability in the dollar over, uh, probably doing what's right. I mean, that's a big concern. How are you going to build your planes? You know, how are you going to, how are you going to make bullets? How are you going to do all this stuff if you don't have that availability with American manufacturing? You know, in world war II every, you know, literally the men went to fight. The women took their jobs in factories, car plants became tank plants and plane plants. Um, this is a generation that's not ready for something like this. It's a selfish generation. Uh, and I do truly believe that most Americans under the age of 30, instead of going to a plant to make bullets to fight for a country to, to back their men and women overseas defending them, they'd rather play Xbox or PlayStation. Uh, we're in a Well, and it's, it's to
1: be to, in, 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 the, in defense of uh, those 30 and younger. It is very difficult to be gung ho about the military when when you always have reservations or doubts about the the conflicts that we're involved in.
0: I'm not disputing that. I'm I'm more sticking up for the men and women who are in harm's way. They they didn't choose to have failed leadership in Washington, D.C. when they enrolled to defend their country and to be a part of it. Uh, And so I think we as Americans, we have to think for a second about all of those people that are in harm's way right now, not Mm -hmm. our own at least mine as well. I have my own issues with what's happening over there, with what's going on, with what's transpired. But honestly, Chase, I mean, this is a time where, you know, we've, now we've got 6,000 troops rushed back into Afghanistan. I saw Marines trying to take over the airport, run, you know, literally marching through the uh, the terminals in Kabul this afternoon. It, it, it's a it's a dire situation, uh, one that it should have never allowed to happen. You uh, You can blame Donald Trump, but I can tell you right now, if the Taliban was threatening Donald Trump, he would have blew them off the map, period. Uh, Sure. That's the difference in Joe But we haven't heard
1: a peep from him until this year. You know, for years we haven't heard a peep from him. I wanted to ask you, you know, I wasn't very involved uh, or uh, politically interested to the extent that I am today um, when Obama was president. Um, and obviously i know that obama pulled a lot of tr- withdrew a lot of troops from the middle east during his his tenure but and, and i know that it was bad and i know that he was accused of catalyzing isis when he did so but it doesn't seem to me that when he did it the first time it had such an abrupt and overwhelming negative effect obviously it had a negative effect but what's different this time versus last time
0: you know i i mean i think it's 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 the fact that we don't really know who's pulling the punches, calling the shots, if you will, mm. in the Biden administration. Uh, we obviously know that Kamala Harris is not a strong leader. She couldn't even garner, you know, 10% of the vote in a primary. Uh, Joe, Biden, yeah, I mean, Joe, Joe Biden is literally, you know, he's lost in the garden at the White House walking around. He can't even follow the Secret Service's advice to stay on the sidewalk. So when you look at the two people that are the president, the vice president of the United States, it doesn't necessarily put... A, a whole lot of faith in the American public or the American people. Uh, mm-hmm. Right now, the, I mean, the, the liberals were literally trying to defend this by getting "I Stand with Biden" trending on social media tonight. That's how moronic their side is. This is not a political issue. It really isn't. This is an American issue. Uh, this is Saigon 2.0. This is an embarrassment to our nation. It's an embarrassment as an American, and it's a, and it, quite frankly, it's a slap in the face to every person who served. In the last two decades, trillions of dollars lost, tens of thousands of American lives lost. And, and, and this is just it could not have been botched any worse. But the reason why it's failing is failed leadership. You've got a woke military under under General Milley, who is just, who, you know, is just an absolute pansy. You know, I mean, he's more concerned about wokeism and, and, and things of that nature instead of, you know, running. You know, he's a joint chief of staff, for God's sake, act like it. I mean he acts like he should be getting he, he, he literally acts like he should be getting a manny petty instead of instead of running our, our, our military operations. It's an embarrassment. Look, but on all fronts, where's Chuck Schumer? Where's Nancy Pelosi? You see where I'm going with this? And and, and I don't I'm not I i do not have to agree with their policies. I again I say this is a bipartisan issue. This is an American issue. Where's Mitch McConnell? You know, where's Devin Nunez? Where's Jim Jordan? You know, hell, Chase, we can all throw things at the wall right now and blame each other and point fingers. But what are we doing to get Americans out of Afghanistan? What are we doing to protect American lives? And what are we doing to protect our American uh, American military assets all around the world right now? And why aren't these leaders putting all of this crap aside to protect our country and to to protect those men and women in uniform? And that's where it should be at. And that's the difference in what you see in Washington, D.C., versus someone like yourself or someone like Matt Couch or or people that you and I know, a Colonel Rob Manis. You know, Unfortunately, guys like us aren't in office, but we should be because we can see past the red tape, we can see past the nonsense, and we can literally see, see what needs to happen here. America right now needs strength. You're not going to get resolved without strength. So right now, the time for arguing, pointing the finger, cowardice, it's over. The time right now is to unify as Americans on both sides of the political aisle in Congress, in the Senate, and in the White House. Get our people home. Kick ass when you need to kick ass. And you don't ask for forgiveness for the rest of the world. You're America. You're the most powerful nation on this planet, or at least that's what we continue to claim. So act like it. That's my that's my response to you right there.
1: Well, I don't think, um, I, I could be way off base on this, and maybe it's just my own bias shining through, but I don't think that had Trump done the exact same thing with the exact same result as Biden this week, I don't think that Trump supporters would have been all about it.
0: No, no, not at all.
1: And, and you're more familiar with the Trump Base than I am, just because you you know you're 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 more boots on the ground than I am. I, you know I'm sort of a an armchair, uh, political <laughs> person, but you know you're actually out there knocking and walking and, and going to different events and speaking. So you have a you have a you know you really have your hand on the pulse of of true sort of patriots mega supporters and i it just doesn't seem to me from what i've seen that had this happened it doesn't seem to me that they would have been tweeting in support of you know trump's decision there and and maybe i'm just wrong and being naive or 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 maybe it's just wishful thinking and i'd like to believe that my side wouldn't make the same mistake that i'm seeing from the other side but it, it seems to me that this is this is like objectively you know, like like you said, it's a nonpartisan issue. This is objectively the wrong move. And and I just right. want to add one more thing, Matt. And I don't mean to just sure. rant, but no. No. I, I am someone who is not um, uh, a supporter of being in Iraq or Afghanistan. You know, right. I, in hindsight's twenty twenty, I'm someone who thought, listen, you know, we probably should have sent special forces in and you know taking care of Bin Laden and then just called it mission accomplished. However. Right. If we're gonna wage wars and we're gonna go in and we're gonna bomb, I mean, I remember I was 11 years old when when September 11th happened, and I remember listening to the radio with my dad at, as 11 as an 11 year old when we were invading Afghanistan, and I remember the announcer saying Kabul more like kaboom, you know. And so right, so, right, right, so right. you know, I, if <laughs> we are going to level these countries, we can't just leave, right? Like so. Right. So I'm someone that doesn't want us there, but if we're there, we have to win. We can't just we can't just Think around for for 20 years and then just say sorry to all the civilians that helped us sorry if you're going to get beheaded sorry if your daughters are going to be trafficked you know
0: no no i i agree with that wholeheartedly i mean i think that's the biggest thing uh it, it's time to get back to being exceptional it's time to get back to wanting to win as americans it's time you know i hate to break it to all of the people with hurt feelings across this nation and and those who will watch this broadcast over the course of time But you know how we got the United States of America? We conquered it, period. You don't have to like what I'm saying. You don't have to agree with me, but I'm not wrong. There is nothing in this world that is a capital today. It doesn't matter if you go to London, England. It doesn't matter if you go to Kabul, Afghanistan. It doesn't matter if you go to Washington, D.C. Everything that we have in this world that is established was at one point in time conquered by that nation. No one hands you anything in life. No one hands you anything in this world. So to, to, to continue to just kind of, you know, I hate to use the word, but to continue to pussify our society and to literally act like, you know, we should just, you know, be nice and friendly to everyone. That's what's gotten us into this mess. It's also why America is in such a, 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 a horrific state at home as well, because, you know, mm-hmm. no one is held accountable to any standards. But in all honesty, the Russians are laughing hysterically. The Chinese are laughing hysterically. The Iranians are laughing hysterically. The North Koreans are probably, you know, Kim Jong-un is probably on a beach right now driving his golf cart around doing donuts with with hot chicks hanging off of him laughing right now because there's no one at this point in time that feels threatened by the United States of America with this. And and I'm no longer calling them the Biden administration. They're now the Biden regime because that's what they are. Regimes do stupid things. Regimes cause wars. Regimes cause this kind of, you know, uh, anarchy and chaos across the globe.
1: Well, and how many trips did we even have over there total? Like five thousand?
0: I think it was three thousand was like the was where we were at, and then it surged now. We started pulling out the Taliban basically, uh, you know, the old there's an old saying if there's a great movie called Remember the Titans, you know, the old saying, you know, oh, yeah, a- attitude reflects leadership. And so the Taliban obviously sees the embarrassment that it is. They see that, you know, and if your leadership doesn't have a swagger or confidence about them, your troops aren't going to have that swagger or confidence. Right. Either. So obviously the Taliban saw something. They noticed the withdrawal, the, the the dumbing down, whatever you want to call it. And they decided they were just going to pounce on it because they knew that America, that the people in charge weren't going to do anything. Under Donald Trump, they promised extreme measures if the Taliban crossed them during this time. Mm-hmm. They said they would light them up, you know, and uh, you know, someone says it was down to 2,500 troops in May in the chat. And, right. and I think that's probably right with Frosty there. But So uh, it's not like
1: we had a major commitment. That's my point. I mean, if you were to go to a right. town that only had population 2,500, you would think to yourself, this is the smallest town ever. You know, right. and basically and a village.
0: For, the, for those that don't know, Kabul's population is around 5 million. I think it's like 4 million. Right,
1: it's a major city. Yeah, I think it's got like a stadium and stuff. I mean, it's a real right. metropolitan area. So, yeah, I mean, so, so it's not yeah. like it's not like we were it's not like Vietnam where we had, you know, tens of thousands of people getting killed. I mean, this is right. I, I, and, and and any veteran injured obviously is something to to consider, okay? So this is you know, this, this it's absolutely worthwhile to consider harm to even one American soldier. Right. So I'm not I'm not going light here, but we're talking about a voluntary military force. So it's not a draft. And there's right. 2500 basically military police type People over there just maintaining order and peace. It doesn't seem to me that that's a tremendous commitment. So the fact that we pulled out doesn't seem like it was a reaction to a tremendous amount of pain that the Biden administration was feeling on behalf of our troops. It seems like it was a political move for some other reason that I that I'm not familiar with.
0: Yeah, I mean, it, it's 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 weird how this thing kind of uh, kind of just you know had this downward spiral that went out of control rather quickly. I don't know exactly, you know, what sparked it, but if you saw it, it's not like if you've been paying attention the last thirty days. Anyone, it's not like you couldn't see the Taliban gobbling up Afghanistan cities and provinces. Mm-hmm. I mean, they've been doing that. Well, and the withdrawal
1: years. wasn't supposed to happen until September 11th, so right. I think they rushed it for some reason because they didn't want right. to. Um, Whole, you know, have a, if if they would have held out longer, then there could have been some like Benghazi incident or something that would have catalyzed you know, our I mean, resurgence in our investment. I mean,
0: the biggest concern is when you look at the you know Bagram was our biggest air force base in the world, and we just let them have it. Think about mm-hmm. that. We've literally seen you know video and pictures of Iranians with drones, you know, or, or sorry, Afghanistan, uh, whatever you call them, Afghans with drones. Mm-hmm. Um, then all the military, you know, all the military. Might that we gave them, you know, equipment, batteries, all of this stuff. What were they doing? They were surging into a, instead of fighting the Taliban. These these clowns, these asshats, were driving into Iraq to avoid the conflict and all this brand new equipment we'd provided them. So you don't think the Iranians are going to grab this equipment and just start studying it? Mm. I mean, it's just uh, it's it's just ludicrous. Um, in all honesty, we should have set a perimeter up, you know, around the city you know, we're going to send in 6,000 troops, you set up your mortars, you have the air superiority, and just bomb the shit out of them, Chase, and and basically say, look, we're getting our people out, we have a perimeter set up, we have 6,000 troops on the ground, we can surge to 18,000 troops within 24 hours if you force our hand, We, uh, we are establishing a perimeter with air superiority like we did in Iraq with no fly zones, this isn't rocket science, I've never been in the military, all my guys have, but I've talked to my guys, I I'm good friends with Colonel Manis. I'm good friends with a lot of guys who have served and spent you know, countless time in the military. But you set up a no-fly zone. You put perimeters around the city with six, seven, 8,000 American troops. We've got Marines on the ground. You let Marines do what they do. They kick ass. You know, let them do what they do. And then you let the Air Force do what they do, and they develop air superiority. And if you get inside that perimeter, you blow their ass out of the water or out of the sky or whatever you have to do, and you get your people home. This should have ne- I mean it's I don't even know it's is it not a, in in your mind is it not insane we're even having this discussion on what to do? I mean, if yeah, I can figure yeah. it out a guy in the Ozarks, why can uh, why can our military not?
1: Well, and my biggest concern here is you, you can't win a ground war in a foreign country without support of the locals, right? And right. you know, if you go back all the way to World War II, if you, yeah, if you go back all the way to World War II though, right? Like even even when we were, you know, retaking France, there was tremendous amount of local support there was the underground sort of uh, resistance right? Uh, right 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 and and what we've done here if it is the case that you know there were that thousands of civilians, basically trying to flee on the plane, and and I know I I respect what the colonel said to you earlier about hey those might have been Taliban insurgents trying to pull the plane sure. down, but based on the context that I've seen of the people that were around that plane before it took off, it seemed to me that they were civilians. Okay, but I could be wrong. But let's just say hypothetically though, like if we're in a situation where you've got thousands of people who may have been informants for us. Uh, uh, um, uh, force forces or assisted in any sort of way and then we're just abandoning them to basically the mafia that's what the Taliban really is it's a right, local right. mob right they go around and they bully people and they intimidate people into submission and yes. if, if, if we're going to leave them behind to, to, um, to die what that's going to do is it's going to first discourage anyone in any future war that we're ever in for centuries from helping us and secondly on top of that is it's going to create a tremendous amount of blowback in that now everyone in Afghanistan hates America. The Taliban hates America because we fought them, and the Afghani civilians hate America because we abandoned them. So we've just created an enemy out of every living soul in that right. country. Right. So how does that look in 30 years?
0: Not you know, great. Are they going to bomb another building? You know? Well, I mean, I think that's got to be the, the fear right now, right? If you, are, if you are the United States of America, I mean, what's your biggest fear right now? Um, you just freed White five thousand. Yeah, yeah, you, yeah. You just freed five thousand ISIS jihadis from from Bagram Air Force Base or Air Base, whatever you want to call it. So ISIS is now going to redevelop in the region. You know, Trump destroyed the caliphate. We all know that. I mean, it's 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 indisputable that he destroyed that caliphate in the Middle East that was roaring through Syria and and parts of Iran and our and Iraq and and of course Afghanistan. It's gone. It was it was gone. I should say it's not gone now. It was gone, and so. What you know, when you look at this, I mean, you have to think to yourself, this is just absolutely sickening that it's got to this level. And, like you said, what you know, they're never going to trust you again. That's the other thing. If you ever have to go back in, it's not like the Afghani people are going to be like, Hey, work with us. Why? So you can leave us behind like you did the other 10,000 people that helped you that the Taliban are raping and killing their children and hanging them from the streets, you know, or 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 why? So you can. So you can leave us behind so that ISIS and the Taliban can combine forces and then go door to door and search for us for those that may have helped the Americans? I mean, it's a cultural issue. They don't want democracy. They don't want a constitutional republic. They have been fighting each other for thousands of years over there. They want to hunk rocks at each other. You know, if that's what they want to do, let them do it. But, you know, we should have never been there to begin with, Chase. That's the real problem. We should have never been in Afghanistan uh, to begin with. Uh, it, it's it's really simple. Uh, and if you're going to do it, I mean, you you how do I say this nicely? You can't bomb the living hell out of someone like we've done for two decades, and then you know, and then pull you know say this and then pull this person up. You know, like oh hey come over here buddy. You know, we want to be you know we want to be your friend now. Why don't you work with us? And the sooner you give these people up, we'll get out of your country. The It it goes into everything again. It's strength by force. You know, you want us to stop bombing your country? Tell us where Osama bin Laden is. You want us to stop bombing your country? Tell us where Soleimani is.
1: Well, geez, it was almost 10 years ago that we took down Osama bin Laden, too. It's like, why are we still... That should have been it.
0: Right, no, and and, and I think that the biggest thing is, is my grandfather always said this. I think you've heard me talk about it. I've talked about it with Manis before on different programs. I didn't talk about it with him today. But, you know, when you take a country, Chase, you can't take a country by strategically bombing here and a little bit there and a little bit there. Oh, well, there's a movement we don't like. Let's bomb there with a, okay, here's a cruise missile. Let's hit hit these three areas with a cruise missile. Let's do a drone strike over here on Tuesday. Because you know what happens when you do that? They hate you. They hate you. They hate you. Eventually you kill Well, and somebody.
1: there's collateral. You kill somebody. Yeah. yeah
0: there's insane amounts of collateral damage. And so if you want to take a country over... If America really wants to be in Afghanistan, then you start at point A, and you go all the way to point B, and you take the damn country over, and it's now an American province. Problem solved. Or you don't do it at all. If we're going to be in these wars, take the damn thing over, or don't. But this little yeah, bomb so, you we're bomb here and bomb there, it's not working. It's,
1: it seems like every time that we've had successful instances of nation-building, there was already a cultural consensus and a sort of organized people there right so like if you think about like um south korea for example right you know, the korean war was a big deal but you know we were able to sort of help them rebuild after that war and support them with germany for example after world war ii they already had a culture and just like an, like a, they had a society and you know it, it was it was fairly easy for them to become a first world country again after the wall fell if you look at japan after we bombed nagasaki and hiroshima it's easy to rebuild those cities Right. Because they're already established. But if you go into a situation that's already incredibly volatile, you can't just add volatility to it and and, uh, uh, expect some sort of uh, harmony to come out. Right. Like, right. Like, what were we what were we ever going to expect? Like, do you do you think that the Civil War would or just not the Civil War, rather, but do you think that the uh, Revolutionary War in the United States would have worked a hundred years prior, when the general sentiment yep. was, you know, much less patriotic, right? And patriotic in the sense of, you know, right. continental, you know, colonies being patriotic towards North America, right? So, so I, I, I just feel like you can't, you can't give someone, you can't give a people a more just system if they haven't reached the point where they're willing to die for that system themselves,
0: right? I mean, you know, we can't even get Americans to stand for constitutional rights right now on mandates and things of that nature. Um, So it's not like it's a culture that really it's not like America has a culture right now that really understands, you know, what having a backbone or fighting is like. You know, this is not our grandfather's generation. It's not even our father's generation. Um, You know, it's just, um, you know, someone said here, you know, I see the, you know, the, the comment, you know. A military presence that allows us to rape the land and people for natural resources. We didn't even take their resources. We didn't take their resources, and and we should have. That's that's my point. You know what does Afghanistan have? I'll, I'll read you something that I got from a very intelligent buddy of mine. Uh, Although
1: the intelligence community might have made some money off the opiates, I don't know. I'm just yeah, saying. Yeah. Just
0: well, I'm gonna read. Can I read this to you? Yeah. Yes, please. Yeah, yeah here you go. So Afghanistan has rare earth minerals. Guess who wants to corner the market on those? China. Okay. Guess who the Taliban is working with? China. The Taliban came out and made a statement a couple of weeks ago that they're not condoning any Muslims that are slaved around the world, but they understand what's happening in China and they, they're OK with it. So they basically said, hey, you can you can enslave and torture and maim and organ, uh, you know, harvest all the all the people you want that are Muslims in China. You know, we're OK with that. You know, they 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 basically kissed the ring of China. So then you go on to, now you go to who makes up the most microchips? That's the Taiwan Semiconductor Manufacturing Company in Taiwan. Most in the world. Who wants to take over Taiwan, Jace? China. If the Chinese take Taiwan and have control of rare earth minerals in Afghanistan, what happens? They now globally control a market with an iron fist. The Taiwanese army, Japanese... Uh, defense defense ministry, whatever you want to call them in Singapore uh, had better get ready to defend Taiwan. They probably are getting ready, but it's going to be interesting. Taiwan has extremely underrated defenses and the Saudis would probably get involved as well. But don't count on Joe Biden lifting a finger. Now, think about what I just said right there. The Saudis defending Taiwan because they have the equipment in the military now. Right. But not America. All of this is a power play by China. And they own Joe and Hunter Biden. Those are the facts, Chase. They own them. There's no disputing that with Burisma. There's no disputing so you, that with so you, everything. So, you think we developed.
1: pulled out so that China could get a stronghold over the rare earth metals in 100%, Afghanistan?
0: A hundred percent. There is no disputing that that the Chinese own the Bidens. Uh, they're going to try to take Taiwan. They've wanted it for a while. Uh, you know, South Korea, Singapore, Japan—they're all on alert right now because of what they expect is coming. This is a dire situation. And once again, it's not just Afghanistan. This is a global crisis of, of, of crazy proportions right now in the world set off by one. You know, America cannot be weak anywhere. Ronald Reagan was very, very strong on his beliefs in this from 80 to 88. And he was right. You know, you, you have to lead by strength, by force, you know, by show of force and strength. And we're not doing that. You know, you brought up a cultural thing with Afghanistan. They don't respect weakness in some of these countries. In fact, when you're weak, it's like an open door to them. Sure. To try well, what country,
1: best. what 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 people respect weakness? You know, it's a universal thing uh, uh, to well, be trampled Amer- if, if you show weakness.
0: America, the, the Americans do nowadays. It seems like you sure. Know, we're the we're the woke society that uh, you know that expects that.
1: So we got um, another uh, comment that uh, uh, someone disagrees that China owns the Bidens and uh, would like to see some evidence. And Hunter Biden is 100 percent irrelevant. (laughs) What are Um, your thoughts on that?
0: (laughs) I I don't think so, because a lot of his money came from China. Uh, The dealings with China, you know, those, those, those are facts. You don't have to like them, but they are facts. I also find it hard to take, you know, someone seriously with the first name of Thunder, uh, and I won't say the last part there. Right. That's the only reason uh, I'm not
1: sharing his name is because I don't you know, want to get uh, I don't want to um, get deplatformed on uh, YouTube. No,
0: exactly. So it's it's like, um, uh, it, it's obviously, uh, but we haven't been taking if if we were taking Afghani resources uh, like this person claims, uh, we wouldn't be near as concerned about what's happening in Taiwan uh, as a country. We haven't taken their resources. It's been an absolute disaster the last 20 years. Like Chase said, we shouldn't have been there to begin with. Um, we should have taken out Osama bin Laden uh, and, and moved on. But I'm a firm believer if you're going to fight a war and you're going to take a country, you take the whole thing, period. Yeah. And that's yeah. my point. At some point, all of these things were conquered. You know, At some point, all of these lands were conquered, right? They all were. So why are we all of a sudden now worried about conquering a land? It's happened since history it's happened since the inception of mankind. That's what that's what humans do you conquer things. So right. now all of a sudden we have a moral compass that oh you know what we're only going to we're only going to strategically hit these 17 targets in Afghanistan and then we're going to roll in troops on the ground and hope they love us even though we killed grandma over here and poppy over here, right?
1: Well, I think that the original strategy around Afghanistan and I could be way off base on this but I think the original strategy was We're going to go in and we're going to nation build and we are going to not take any of the resources because what we want to do is build uh, a a very reliable and loyal um, ally in the Middle East in case that we have further conflict with like Iran, for example. Right. We thought by, you know, maybe going in there, setting up a new government for them, setting up democracy for them, being as peaceful as possible toward the civilian population, not stealing their oil, not stealing their raw earth minerals. Maybe, you know, we're, we're actually rather than just being generous, we're actually investing in a long term relationship. And right. I think what happened was we deter- determined that that relationship, no matter how much we put into it, was never going to pan out for us because the population there ju- just doesn't have the, uh, the will or consensus to be a formidable ally moving forward. And I think ultimately that we just, once we realized that, I think that that might be why we pulled out. Not, and then it's not to say what your, your, your claims about China and, and, and those manipulative sort of tactics don't come into play. I think that you're, you're right about that too. But I think that we were trying to build an ally and it, by the time we realized that that was impossible, it was too late.
0: Yeah, no, I mean, I, I think that's exactly what happened. And, and I think, you know, uh, you know, and I, I try to debate, you know, people with as much common sense and logic as I can, You know, Chase, but when someone tries, the the facts are facts. Anyone who tries to claim that Afghanistan is Trump's fault was dumb enough to vote for Joe Biden, period. Ultimately, it was kind of,
1: it was Bush's fault, wasn't it?
0: Well, I mean, Bush went in there. Yeah, I mean, Bush is the one who authorized that. But the point is, we're not talking about who went in. We're not talking about what happened in 2001 after 9-11, which, you know, what we're talking about right now is, would Donald Trump have allowed this situation to happen? And the answer is unequivocally, absolutely not. Would Secretary Mike Pompeo have, have, have shown weakness? Absolutely not. So they would have been in a situation room. You would have had Trump in there with his with his with his folks around him. He would have probably pulled in a you know, like he normally did, he would have pulled in a Rand Paul, he would have pulled in a Ted Cruz, he would have pulled in, you know, a Jim Jordan, he would have pulled in a, a Devin Nunez, you know, a Meadows, he would have had all these guys around him. Um, and they would not have put up with this, period. Um, they would have blasted the Taliban. That was exactly what they when they had their negotiations with the Taliban and the Afghan government. the The deal was simple. Look, we're going to we're going to be doing a withdrawal, but if you cross us, we will crush you. Uh, that's exactly what was said. Uh, you know, versus I, I promise you that there is it's 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 hilarious to sit here and to see liberals trying to say this is Trump's fault. No, I'm sorry, and I'm. I don't want to get you deplatformed on your YouTube channel, so I'm trying no, to watch. Say what my you guys say. No, but I'm, you know, I'm sorry, but it's not my pussy in the White House; it's yours. Okay, mm-hmm. my guy's not in the White House. Your guy is. Your guy's been in the White House for eight months. It's time to quit blaming Trump. Put on your big boy and big girl pants and take some responsibility here. That the guy you elected sucks. Gas prices are through the roof. Inflation is through the roof. You know, you're you're trying to do lockdowns and mandates everywhere. There's still record unemployment in most places. Most liberal states are still closed. No one wants to join the military. No one wants to be a police officer. You got virtue signaling happening everywhere. Antifa is still throwing brawls all across the all across the uh, the country. Uh, and, and and literally, make a long story short, all of this was supposed to change if you got rid of the mean tweets and the hurt feelings, and it didn't happen. And, and, and I, I don't even know when I mentioned Hillary Clinton, but it seems like this dumbass seems to think I've mentioned, I don't think I've mentioned Hillary Clinton once. Don't uh, let it get to you. No, no. But, and, and it's funny. That's what happens when they're trolls. That's what they do. You know, they live in mom's basement. He's probably upset because the pizza rolls weren't made fast enough. You know, whatever, whatever works. But the, 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 the purpose is anyone that thinks this would have happened under Donald Trump is dumb enough to have voted for Joe Biden. I stand by that statement. Those are the facts.
1: Right. Well, you know, and ultimately what, what push comes to shove is that it's, it's, it's not a problem that Trump created. It's a problem that Trump inherited. And it's also a problem that Biden inherited. And you can't always change your environment, but you can change how you respond to it. Right. And, yes. it, you know, it seems to me that there was no easy way out of the situation in Afghanistan that we were in. But there's no way that the way that we opted for under the Biden administration was the best way.
0: Yeah, I mean it, it it's it's pretty funny, you know. I mean it's just, you know, I look at Adam, you know who Adam Housley is, right? Mm-hmm. And everybody's running spin right now. It says it says from a buddy with significant time in the region and more knowledgeable on this than any suit sitting at the Pentagon, anyone who says the Afghanistan shit show was 100% predictable is an idiot. Giving up bagram is the last step. It all should have happened out of bagram. Now, here's the problem. Okay, I so have.
1: anything that anything that an organization does in an organized way is predictable okay so what we saw the taliban do was incredibly organized it was nationwide it was it was it was coordinated it was choreographed the whole thing was planned they did it on purpose they knew what they were doing anything that any organization plans and executes on a wide scale at a national level is is predictable or ought to be predictable or known by our intelligence community. So the idea that we were just blindsided by this is just totally uh, um, not even not even feasible in the least to me.
0: It's crap. It's crap to say we're blindsided by this. What's the point of having intelligence? <laughs> you know, if you're blind, you know, we had no clue that the Taliban was roaring through the 18 provinces they took in the last two weeks, Chase. I'm right, like, really? Because I watched it on the news myself. How did you guys not know about it? You guys, I mean, satellites. they like they publish
1: all the shit they're gonna do, pretty much. I mean, <laughs> they, they say we're gonna take it back as soon as you leave, like for months and months, and we're like, oh, we they're don't like, think they're is, gonna take it back. This is
0: not the scenario we thought was gonna happen, Chase and Matt. And I'm like, that's crazy because I was literally watching Jake Tapper and Wolf Blitzer and you know all the idiots on Fox News. They were all talking about it, and everything they said, they, they were they were broadcasting it in real time. But yet, you guys in the intelligence community couldn't figure this out. Strange, right? Weird. So
1: what's gonna, so? So you think this week that we're we're going to see Taiwan get hit by China? Huh?
0: That's my that's my my prediction. You know. Wow!
1: Wow! You know. Well, I'd be interested to see that play out. That would be a big deal. I mean, that's the kind of thing that under any other administration might be the cause for a hot war.
0: I mean, maybe. I mean, you know, we've got we, we've got some serious situations going on. You know, when the Biden administration and, you know, our, and our we do what we've done as Americans. I mean, I hate to, you know, it's like the Olympics that we're all in this together at some point here, folks. But, you know, the UK Parliament is meeting tomorrow. That They're being recalled. That's not good. That means the situation's bad in the Middle East. Uh, the European Union, all their countries are meeting on Wednesday for emergency meetings. They
1: made uh, a strong <laughs> statement, though. That yeah. was really helpful.
0: Yeah, it was nice of them, wasn't it? Jesus um, Christ. Yeah, I mean, it's just, it's... But I mean, I guess the whole the whole point here is, is that, you know, they're all meeting because of our failed efforts under the Biden administration and the Biden regime. That's what they should be called, the Biden regime. They're not an administration. They're a regime that does what they want. Uh, What an embarrassing eight months. I mean, you know, can you can you deny the record gas prices? No. Can you deny the inflation rates? No. Can you can you deny the jobless rates? No. Can you deny that our military is a laughingstock in the world right now? No. Uh, these are facts. These aren't feelings. These are facts. Uh, has America ever been more unstable? No. Uh, you know. Do you trust? Do you, do you trust the government? No. Um, you know. Big well, I mean, tax- the fact that
1: the government—the fact that the government is trying to force people to take a non-FDA-approved vaccine. Right. Okay. It's approved for emergency use. It's not FDA-approved like everything else that we take right. is. Right. And the fact that you have to argue with your school district about whether or not. it's to force your kid to wear a mask when the total number of deaths of people under 18 in the United States of COVID-19 is 349, which is about 600 less than deaths from pneumonia unrelated to COVID among the same demographic. Okay. So if you think right. kids should be wearing masks at school now, you should have been arguing about this for decades because pneumonia deaths are three times the COVID number for people under the age of 18. Okay. So the fact that our, our individual liberties are being trampled to, to, to such an extent, and we've, we've seen basically no resistance to that whatsoever, except for a, a few encouraging videos of parents at school boards or, you know, various protests. But really we, we I don't understand why Americans are letting this happen and maybe it's because you can still vote for your, with your feet so I you know I got I took my family and I moved to Texas from California okay so right you know, I, I guess I would have been one of the guys that would have been up in arms I guess in California over some of the stuff but you know since, as long as you can move somewhere within America that has freedom maybe we won't see any sort of significant resistance in a real meaningful way like on the street. But uh, you know, it just, it's just—it's—I've I've been really shocked and sort of disheartened by the lack of uh, organized resistance um, there's been to this whole COVID thing. Because it's like, all right, on one hand, it—you know—this is the COVID thing has been incredibly dangerous uh, for the entire world in terms of deaths. You know, it's not—it's not, it's not the, the Spanish flu, but it's been dangerous. But sure. it, it, the, the more dangerous the left makes it out to be, you would think that the, then the more they would point the finger at China for leaking it. <laughs> but right, that doesn't right. ever seem to happen. It's right. like, it's- look, is this is this Chernobyl or not? Like,
0: <laughs> there, there's been no one holding the Chinese accountable for anything whatsoever. Um, you know, RSV is running rampant in our children's hospitals. Our nation's yeah, my hospitals. daughter had it this year. Yeah, I mean, it, it's a very dangerous you know virus. It kills fourteen thousand children a year. Hospitalizes one hundred and seventy-seven thousand, almost two hundred thousand Americans are hospitalized from RSV under normal circumstances. And so everyone just starts going out and doing their normal thing after, basically, they said, you don't travel, you stay home, you don't go anywhere, you don't get sunshine. These morons close the parks, for God's sakes, Chase. They close parks. They close gyms, things that keep you healthy, right? And and so basically for 18 months, Americans lost their immune systems. They lost the ability to build up immunities. Uh, So when everyone starts running around like they did in April, May, when things started to be lifted around the country— Of course, RSV is going to come roaring back. The flu is going to come roaring back. Cold, sinuses, allergies, everything is going to come roaring back. And of course, you're going to handle it worse than ever because you have no immune system because you've been told, wear a mask, stay home, don't go anywhere, don't get around other people. This isn't a COVID issue. Once again, it's a common sense issue. Uh, I don't know how people can't understand that this is what's happening. I know many nurses in, in my area, the majority of people in the hospitals are being called COVID and it's RSV. But, but guess what? They get more money if they code it as, guess what, Chase? COVID. Right. You don't get money. Right. You, don't, you get the government money if you code it as COVID over RSV. Um, I know four different parents I personally know who have kids in the hospital with RSV right now. So, you know, so please pray for them. But the, the, the point I'm trying to make is, is that this is being overblown. 8,200 people die every day in the United States of America. Almost 3 to 3.2 million people a year die in America. The majority of them not from COVID. Normally it's cardiovascular disease and cancers and other things.
1: Well, and and here's the thing, nobody's saying that COVID isn't dangerous and you shouldn't take right, whatever precautions right. you're comfortable with. But what we are saying is that it's not for the government to make these calls for us because anything you do is really only a risk to yourself. It's not actually a risk to others. You know, right. and and if you're if you're if you're so worried about being around someone who isn't wearing a mask, then you can stay home.
0: Right. Right. I mean and of course, you know to liberals, you know, how dare you threaten their freedom because, you know, when you're standing, you wear your mask. But when you sit down at a restaurant, you take it off and you're perfectly fine. Because Let me COVID, ask you this, Matt. Because doesn't know how to go low.
1: Let me ask you this. Let's just imagine, for example, that if there was, a, let's just imagine a virus where if you catch it, you will certainly die. Okay. And let's imagine that it's incredibly contagious and it's airborne. Right. Okay. And let's imagine that as long as someone is wearing a mask, you cannot catch it would you still feel comfortable being around that person no no so it's like like i go to these restaurants right and they say you have to wear a mask and i'm like oh my god like this restaurant is packed like sardines if these people were (laughs) actually afraid of covid being a death threat to them the mask would be no source of comfort right? You just stay home right. and not, why would you risk it? You know? And so, so I, like the, the fact that, you know, that we're seeing this sort of behavior where everybody's going out, but they're wearing a mask just goes to show that it's, it's like a social psychological thing that people are doing. It's not actually something that comes from a place of fear or reason.
0: Right. No, I mean, it's, it's all, um, it's all, it's all the whole mask thing is basically, it's simple for, um, it's an anxiety situation. It calms anxieties. It calms nerves. It makes it. It's virtue signaling. It makes people feel better. Um, and, and so, but but nobody wants to talk about that. They don't want to talk about the truth. You're absolutely right. If it was like, uh, what's the movie with? Uh, oh, it's Dennis. Uh, it Hoffman or I think it's Dennis Hoffman? You know, it's uh, with. It's got Renee Zell. Uh, not Renee. Is it Renee? Not Zellweger. It's a. Uh, uh, she was in the Lethal Weapon movies. And it's got Morgan Jody Foster? Or not, yeah, no, not yeah. Foster. She, she, I think she's in it are too. you thinking of
1: the are you thinking of the sphere? It's outbreak.
0: It's outbreak, right? Outbreak,
1: oh yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah. So I mean, yeah, if it's like outbreak, you know, to where somebody gets it and within 48 hours they're crappie flopping and, and orange pus is coming out of their nose. Yeah. You know, I'd be like, no, not only do I not not only do I would I wear a mask, but I'm not gonna be around anyone either. I mean, this is not the same thing. Um mm-hmm. it's it's just but the biggest thing is, is we're not talking about the mental health aspects of what it's doing to our children. These monstrous pricks are literally just masking children all across the United States of America. Children don't get it. They don't spread it. And if they do rarely get it, they easily beat it. You know, you look at Sturges last year, for example. You know, we, Fauci said nothing about Lollapalooza. He said nothing about Obama's birthday bash. But yet they all the media, along with, along with the Keebler Elf, came running – you know, for Sturgis, but what they don't tell you is fi- almost 500 people at Sturgis last year. Do you know what the COVID rate was for people that got COVID? 0.08 got COVID from Sturgis last year. 0.08 percent out of 500,000 people got COVID at Sturgis last year. How damn contagious could it be? They were in packed bars, packed restaurants, packed rallies, packed concerts. Well, this and here's thing the thing: a lot crap. of pe-
1: a lot of people could have gotten it, but it, it could have been that they were so asymptomatic that they didn't even notice or get tested, right? And then, so that's then, the other that's thing right. to consider too: is like, all right, so because I'm not I'm not a person who thinks that COVID isn't real, and I'm not a person that thinks that Agreed. it's totally harmless either, harmless either. I just don't think it's the end of the world. No. You know, I, I think that our response to it has been much more destructive in the long term than that anything that the virus has actually done.
0: I'm you can say whatever around. you got to say. Just I'm, no I'm, racial slurs. No, 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 no. That won't be racial. I <laughs> sexual, but there won't be anything racial. Sure. Uh, but no, I mean, and, and we, you know, I've got a lot of, you know, got several people that are, uh, you know, that are watching that are, you know, followers of mine. And I'm sharing this around on Twitter and other platforms, trying to draw people in because I, I I love having, you uh, know, I love, I love the chemistry you and I have, just shooting the bull together. Me too, man. But, it's always but, a you know, pleasure hanging with you. Same here, brother. Same here. <laughs> now, I'm going to say this. I'm not trying to be graphic. I know there's gr- plenty of, uh, Ladies in here, I see Sandy Perry, who's a close friend and one of my big supporters for years. But I'm just going to throw this out here, and Sandy and I have had some, you know, in-depth conversations where we've laughed about things through the course of investigations. Let me just run this by you. If you came to me, Chase, and you said, hey, Matt, COVID's real. You're a doctor, okay? Chase, you're a doctor, you're a specialist, you're a virologist, and you're like, hey, Matt, here's the deal with COVID. You know, there's a rare chance you get it. It's like 1% to 5% of people get it. But if you do get it, there's a 98%... There's 98% chance that during intercourse your penis is going to turn green and start coughing and saying yuck. Do you think I'm going to wear a mask? Yes. Okay. <laughs> you see what I'm getting at? There's no yes. facts here of what this does. But if you literally said, "Hey, it's going to make your penis turn green and, during intercourse and and make weird noises," and that's how bizarre that would be to make me you know, wear I a mask. I
1: might have to try it. I might have to try it. <laughs>
0: But the point I'm trying to make is, is there's, there's literally nothing to this. They don't really know what it does. They don't know what the vaccine does, but they tell you, you need the vaccine. And then when you ask, well, what about, what do the studies look like? And what does the CDC director say? Oh, we need more time. We need more research. You know, we need more research. So well, I tweeted
1: this I tweeted this months ago or yeah. not months ago but last week it something to the effect of, you know, Trump fought for the vaccine to be optional, not for it to be a mandate. Like he wanted people to have the option to right. to to weigh the the risks of the virus versus the risks of, you know, this push through um, Warp Speed vaccine and make a decision for themselves. And uh, you know, I've I've said before to you and uh in various I got I got the J&J vaccine in, in April, okay? And I thought about it. You know, I've got some pre-existing conditions, whatever. I weighed the risk, and I decided to get it. But had I seen how bizarre the left has been acting about the vaccine, there's no fucking way that I would have gotten right. it.
0: Right, right. Right, no, and that's, and that's the thing, you know. And like, it's how many off- people
1: are they turning off, though, by like, acting like Big Brother? Like, how, how many people are they freaking out? Well, and I, I think I made a joke about it on Twitter, too. I said, yeah. like, if you bought a Snickers bar at a gas station, and you're walking out the door, and right as you walk out the door, the cork says, you're crazy if you think there's a razor in that Snickers bar. Like,
0: wouldn't you be like, what the hell did you, what do you, is there one? <laughs> like yeah, No, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. If you, if you, if you buy a Snickers and there's some creepy dude at the front door that's sitting on a stool and he, and every time you walk by, he goes, you know, there's only a one in 1.2 million chance. There's a razor blade in that Snickers chase. Yeah. I wouldn't eat it. <laughs> yeah.
1: You see what I'm saying?
0: So there's just nothing. It's, 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 in, the whole thing is insane uh and, and then i've been told by several friends of mine that are doctors whatever you do don't go to a hospital you
1: know mm-hmm. you need to find somebody
0: who will treat this thing with ivermectin and hydroxychloroquine and there's several other things you know that i, I can't even pronounce that they're using i've, I've got a friend uh, uh the the wife of a doctor she and i you know graduated uh, you know, high school together. She's a great friend. We've known each other for a and long time. by the way,
1: disclaimer, this is not a show where we give medical advice. No, this no. Is, this is just us shooting the shit. If, no, you, want, if you want to ask all, about vaccines or medicine, talk to your doctor for real.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. And so basically, uh, all I can tell you is what they've told me. You know, she's the wife of a proper sure. physician, you know, and he's treated between 500 and 1,000 patients with COVID. He hasn't lost one. Uh, but, you know, you know what happened? You know how you get COVID, Chase? You go to infectious zones. Right. You know what's an infectious zone? A hospital. Um, it, it, it's it's bizarre. You know, think about this: the people that don't get admitted to the hospital, you don't hear about them dying. I'm just throwing it out there. Somebody's got to say it.
1: Well, and, yeah, but you go to the hospital right when it gets really bad too. So that's well, and that's tricky. the
0: kicker with this thing: you got you people, and, I, and this is you know, like I said, not giving medical advice. But if you feel like you've got it, you need to go quickly and swiftly with this and get treatment do not wait if you, you know if you start developing a cough you start developing some some congestion you know the pneumonia is what's going to get you it's technically not COVID that's killing you it's pneumonia um, the COVID brings on the pneumonia people you know people don't seem to understand that I had a coronavirus you know my story Chase uh, off the record but most people don't uh, less than you know I guess right at three years ago I still believe I had a test run on this They've traced some origins of the coronavirus back to 15 now in certain aspects, different scientists have. But I had I had double pneumonia with three different uh, pneumonia, two, two viral, one bacterial, which is unheard of. The cardiologist said they never heard of someone having three different pneumonias at the same time, had it in both lungs. And I spent 12 days in the cardio wing and I survived. I was blessed. I had some great doctors. One of them was my dad's cardiologist. Uh, now I'm out of AFib. I'm you know working out on a regular basis. Things are going great. But- the point of that story is, I waited. You know, I was campaigning for a congresswoman in Nevada. I was mm-hmm. at the NRA meetings. I was all over the country working on campaigns in 18, and I was coughing. I was getting two hours of sleep a night, coughing my head off, and I waited six, seven weeks before I went. So don't do that. You know, if you if you're if you're getting bad, go. You know, uh, that's that's my advice. Don't let it develop into pneumonia. Uh, right. That's just right. kind of a you know, I, I, and take my advice from it. I went through it. It was terrible. And I almost yeah, got- I'm with
1: you there. Well, and that's one of the tragedies about the leadership from the government on COVID in the beginning was the, 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 the wisdom that was being bestowed upon us was, hey, if you think you have it, stay home and stay away from everyone. Don't go to the hospital until you feel like you can't breathe. And at that point, it's too late for a lot of people, right? And the idea was that would slow the spread and it would keep the hospital beds open for people who really needed them. I understand the idea behind it. But if there is, and I'm not saying that there is or that there isn't, but if there are effective treatments that can help, even if it's minuscule the it it stands to reason that those treatments would be most effective as early as possible in, in COVID because a lot of the, I don't know what the exact number is, Matt, and you might know better than I, but I believe that most of the people who die of COVID die a couple of weeks after they get it. It's not like you dead right away. It gets worse for two weeks. So you might feel fine for a while.
0: Well, what COVID does is it makes little, you know, one thing I can tell you, this is not medical advice because it's not a prescription, but I, I will tell everyone I've had several doctors that have told me this. I've had several people that have beaten this disease her virus tell me this. Everyone should be taking a baby aspirin because what COVID mainly does, and you can look at the own CDC studies, the blood and then, clots. You know, yes, it's little miniature blood clots in the lungs, and they when they burst and they're a little bitty, they're not gonna it's not gonna send like a blood clot to your brain, but it causes it fills the lungs up with that fluid and pusky fluid, which is what pneumonia is. So by taking a, a, a baby aspirin, you're thinning out the blood. It won't hurt you anyway. It's good for your heart. You know, most people over the age of 40 should probably be taking a baby aspirin every day anyway. That's what most cardiologists Talk to your doctor never, about that, though, before, yeah, yeah, yeah. before you just listen to Matt. Yeah, that's, yeah oh, no, it may, saying, makes sense like, to I, me, but. I don't know a cardiologist worth his weight in anything that wouldn't recommend everybody over the age of 40 taking a baby aspirin. I mean, that's just a, you know, you, that's on a Bayer bottle. <laughs> I mean, it's literally, it shows the doctor recommendations on the Bayer bottle. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and my point to that is, uh, you know, if you do that, you know, that helps the that helps minimize that clotting. I know several people that have beaten it in four or five days, that were taking a baby aspirin, and the doctors have literally said, "Hey, that helped. That contributed to your success of, of the clotting." So there's simple things you can do. Everyone should be taking vitamin C. Everyone should be taking vitamin D. You should be taking zinc. You know, you should you know you should be getting some sunlight. You know, going out and getting 20, 30 minutes a day when the sun's out and getting some sunshine. Everybody should be exercising. I mean, yeah, this was a tremendous
1: oppor- this was a tremendous opportunity missed. To raise awareness about just general health, and right. and I, I feel like um, you know the, the government was trying to push the vaccines so vehemently and masks so vehemently that they hesitated to give good advice for fear that that advice would draw attention away from. Uh, what they, you know, viewed as the imperativeness of masks, for example, right? So we want everybody to wear masks. And if we tell them that vitamin D is helpful, then maybe it'll, it'll, you know, it'll distract them from our focus, which is getting as many people to wear masks as possible, right? So they could have, you know, if there was good leadership in place, they could have said, listen, go for a walk every day for an hour outside, you know, take vitamin D. We don't know if it works for sure, but we know that this generally is associated with with better health and better outcomes for people, right? They don't even have to make any claims that are false. They could just say, listen, do this. And people would have gone out in droves. And you would have seen people walking. You would have seen people buying vitamins. And, you know, I think there was some of that that happened. You know, there, I'm sure the vitamin sales increased for sure over the last year, just based on you know word spreading. Uh, but I, I'm really disappointed in the leadership of both the CDC and both administrations, frankly, that had an opportunity here to get people active in a way that could have had long-term positive effects that transcend just the COVID issue
0: yeah no i i agree with that i mean i think that's that that's what's happening here i think that's what's what's going on and i mean i think it's it's a huge missed opportunity you know to talk Mm -hmm. to people about eating better exercising taking supplements um you know big pharma has a big play in that um ivermectin i mean that's what they did in india I mean, like I said, I'm not a doctor, but you know, I mean, I
1: haven't looked at those numbers recently. Did, did that play out for them? Did it pan out? Yeah,
0: well, basically, what they did in India is they prescribed ivermectin like candy. In India, in India, there's only seven. I think they
1: gave it prophylactically. I think they just mailed it to everyone, didn't they?
0: Yeah, yeah, it was, it was. I mean, they went nuts with it, billions, you know, and so, and they beat the delta in less than three weeks. But what they did with ivermectin was simple. You know, it works. We've seen. I've know too many people that have taken it, and it's worked for them to beat COVID. I know personally, uh, but. 7.9 percent of the population in India uh, is all that's vaccinated. It's less than 8 percent of the entire population. With, we're talking billions with a B are vaccinated. 68 percent of the people in India, uh, literally 68 percent, have antibodies. You know they've been tested. They have, they have the antibodies. Mm-hmm. They basically just prescribed ivermectin like candy. They 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 sent it out, and within like three weeks, the Delta variant was no more. But here's the thing, uh, Sandy Puri, uh, you know, knocks it out of the park. Ivermectin is cheap. It's cheap. It's cheap. It's cheap. Guess what else is cheap, Chase? Hydroxychloroquine. Yeah. Because big. Well, pharma Ivermectin is, is the
1: public domain, too. Yeah. Nobody has and, the intellectual property rights to it. Correct. So. Yeah. And, it's, yeah.
0: and anything that is cheap. I mean, the, the, the thing with hydroxychloroquine was laughable when they tried to say that it wasn't safe and could cause heart problems. And then here's the vaccine. Now we have over 350,000 cases of people under the age of 25 with heart inflammation from the vaccine. Uh, in the United States alone,
1: could you repeat that number again?
0: I believe I, ha, I don't have it in front of me. There's an article. I think it's over 350,000 people with heart inflammation cases in the U.S. alone now, just from the vaccines. The vaccines, you know, and
1: is that is that all three vaccines or just the MRNAs?
0: I, I don't know. That's a great question. I don't have that, I don't have it in front of me. I'll try to I'll send you the article. I read it this morning. Sure. It was a big publication that put it out. It was like uh, Wall Street Journal or someone. It wasn't a, it wasn't a small publication that put that out. But you know, when when you look at this, things that are cheap they don't make money on, right? So it's a money-making thing. Um, But where's the free insulin for Americans? Where's the free chemotherapy for Americans? You mean mean to tell me we can send 500 million doses of the vaccine overseas? A syringe alone costs 74 cents. So you're at 500 million. And now that was like 12 years ago when I was in the medical field. So you're easily at 500 million in just syringes. Then whatever the cost of the vaccine is, it's got to be kept at a certain temperature. You see where I'm going with this? Billions and billions and billions of the vaccines sent to other countries. Meanwhile, Americans have to decide between insulin and food. Uh, you know, Meanwhile, Americans can't afford chemotherapy treatments to, to stay alive or immunotherapy treatments. So mm-hmm. it's amazing what we've been able to do for this virus. But yet, where's the help for those Americans who, who need help with insulin? There are millions who need help with chemotherapy and immunotherapy treatments. There are millions. Where's the government there? Can't help with those.
1: Do you think they're going to pull the 25th on a Biden?
0: Um, you know, I, I, I think, uh, I think he's going to resign. Before the I end of the year? Yeah. Yeah. I think so. I think before Christmas.
1: If he does it too soon, it'll look like he's resigning over the Afghan thing. And he probably doesn't want that embarrassment. No,
0: no, they'll, they'll wait a little while, you know, they'll, they'll, uh, they'll hope that, uh, uh, you know, they'll hope that nobody realizes, you know, maybe the he power- did the
1: Afghan thing planning to resign, knowing that he could take the hard hit for
0: whoever's next. I mean, possibly, maybe that's what it is. I mean, I mean, you know, I mean, Willie Brown's uh, ex is excited, you know, about her potential to become president. And, uh, you know, I mean, you know, come Kam- on, you know, everyone, you know, wants to attack Kamala Harris on the border chase. You know, I mean, honestly, that's when you see her history. You know, and you know, and you know what Kamala's history is. Is anyone really shocked that the border's wide open?
1: She's terrible. But at least she can, you know, utter a complete sentence. I mean,
0: yeah, I mean, but when you know her history, you know, her history, are you shocked that the you know the, the borders are free for all and wide open when you know Kamala's history with Willie Brown? No, you're not. You know? She's used to everything being wide open and a free for all. That's her that's her style.
1: So, yeah, but the problem is, if Kamala comes into office, they're gonna have a really hard time winning an election in twenty four unless guy they his steal face it. Great on
0: my Kamala jokes, guys. This is this is true journalism here. He's, <laughs> he's refusing refused to take the bait. <laughs>
1: better better blow jobs than no jobs. Hashtag Kamala twenty twenty
0: four. He's refusing to take the bait there. Uh, no, but yeah, I mean it's it, it's it's a laughing stock. I think he's gonna resign eventually. Uh, I don't I don't know when he'll resign, but I think it's gonna be before the before Christmas. Do you think, think that she's got a answer. chance
1: to win in 24? Who? Kamala. Do you think she oh, has a chance to though. win in 24?
0: She couldn't even win the primary.
1: Do so, so you think the primary her? Man, I, that's, that's unprecedented. primary is a city, sitting president.
0: I don't think she's going to be unopposed by any means.
1: Yeah. Well, maybe she'll back down. You know, maybe because the party will come talk to her.
0: Because they'll have an excuse that she wasn't the president that won. You know, she was, right. You know, he right stepped into the position we're going to do a
1: full primary yeah, yeah you know, because technically yeah, right. he
0: wasn't elected you know um i think that'll happen with kamal but the the 25th i mean they they could do it i don't these people don't want to ever admit they're wrong chase so i don't think you'll ever see the 25th amendment i, I joke about it you know with uh with, with the, uh, that they should do it but i think you'll see him step aside i mean uh, he seems I, to I, play
1: ball for them you know he seems to kind of do what they yeah. tell him to do
0: yeah, unless unless you, unless you unless it's following a sidewalk. That confuses him.
1: Right, right. Well, you know, it makes sense to go straight when the pavement ends.
0: That, that was the best part is watching the doors close and the Secret Service guy jumps like a cat that you spooked because he didn't expect <laughs> anyone to be there. And it was Biden. <laughs> <laughs> what if he would have <laughs>
1: accidentally shot him? <laughs> oh,
0: God, that would have been <laughs> terrible. What a, I mean, it, it would have been almost as bad as what we're witnessing right now. You know, I mean, can you imagine that one? You know, Biden doesn't follow Secret Service instructions. Spook's agent shot on White House lawn. Oh,
1: man. Oh, man. You know the quickest way to have a repeated 9-11, right? Give I'm Biden a pilot's him. license.
0: Oh, it's horrible. It's horrible. <laughs> There's no way you can get a plane off the ground.
1: Well, doesn't have to land one.
0: Although he did drive a semi-truck, right?
1: Who knows? I mean, he's basically done every blue collar job, and he's from every blue collar state or city. Of
0: course, of course. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm waiting on him to be like, you know, I used to mine for diamonds back in the day.
1: Yeah, blood diamonds.
0: Yes, yeah. yeah, he's got he's got a pail. He's just shaking the pail around, you know, on the White House lawn, skimming yeah. for gold.
1: How much? What is what is Joe Biden's net worth? Do you know?
0: Uh man, I did. It was like twelve million during the. Uh, it was twelve million during the uh, White House run. Personal network. Okay,
1: they say that it's eight million on Forbes, so it's at least eight million.
0: Yeah, I mean, who knows? I mean, Hunter's selling artwork right now that nobody can know the price on or the buyers. So who knows what their net worth is right now?
1: I tell you what, man. I I would. I, I bet you that GoFundMe would have raised a ton of money for his art if it meant that he was that Biden was going to free Assange. Possibly. Can you imagine how much money would have been raised?
0: Can you imagine if they just... Uh, I mean, that's how you know it's a money laundering scheme. When the White House themselves says, we're not going to tell you who the buyers are because we're trying to protect the president's son.
1: Well, and the fact that the buyers agree to keep it a secret that they have it right. means right. that they're, they're in on it. Because you right. buy art to show it off. That's the whole yes. point.
0: Yes. So who knows what the sorrows of the world have, have given for those uh, lovely pieces of you know, uh, cats dancing on the ceiling or whatever he paints.
1: I don't know. So, all right. So we'll keep our eye on Taiwan this week. Too bad about Afghanistan.
0: Remember this when we talk about censorship. The Taliban is advertising their actions on Twitter, but Donald J. Trump, the 45th president of the United States, is still banned.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Thanks so much for coming on, Matt. Hang tight for a second after we uh, after we end the stream, and we'll uh, we'll debrief. Uh, thanks for joining us, everybody. Uh, it's really a pleasure to be with you. And please make sure that you go to the YouTube link in my bio to subscribe to One American Podcast for more content like this. Thanks again, and hope to see you all soon.